0: This just in, whenever you are wearing a very tight blazer on a podcast looking into a camera, you look like you're filming the evening news. Speaking of the evening news, welcome to RSA Channel 9, where we're talking about all the things you need to stop doing if you want to make $10,000 or more in your hair extension business. And I have a very special guest on the show today, Alex King Creative.
1: Thank you. And I'm I'm not giving the weather, unfortunately, tonight. You, You look very newsworthy.
0: I feel like it, and my jacket's a bit small. Yeah. Um, Are you
1: breathing okay? You I right? Well,
0: backstory: story, <laughs> I, I spilt my drink all over my, my shirt. I had something very comfortable on. Yes. And I spilt my drink right before we were going to film. And since we also put this on YouTube as well, I looked like a big old goober. Yes. And I think this I was probably the only still. thing we had. This was studio. literally the only thing here at our office, yeah. a.k.a. our podcast studio. Yeah. One of the rooms in our office, but it is, uh, it was the only thing here and it's a bit snug, but at least we have a stretch, which we're yeah, happy we're about.
1: Good. You can't put your hands above your head. But. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I fine. cannot
0: really do a set of extensions in this. Although, you know what? I did have this on and I've had this a yeah. very long, it yeah, actually, in, in actually videos. you can, it's actually quite comfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just. It's a bit snug.
1: Your mom also wanted you to be a weather person, or you wanted to be a weather person. My
0: mom wanted me to be a meteorologist.
1: Meteorologist. Ashley, Diana could have been reading you the Monroe weather. Or
0: Charlotte. Charlotte. I was from outside of a you Charlotte. You would have worked your way up. You don't, I don't even think they have Monroe weather. Probably not. No, it's, it's Charlotte. It's Charlotte,
1: okay. Well, anyway, back to the point. We are
0: actually gonna talk about <laughs> things that you need to stop doing to make $10,000 right. or more in your heritage business, because right. certainly there are things you want to do mm-hmm. and implement into your business. But I will almost say there's almost more that you need to stop doing. I agree.
1: It's like if you want to be healthy, I mean, it's not just going to the gym. It's also stop eating like shit. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it, it's not just the things that you need to do, which usually we put all the pressure on doing those things. And sure enough, those are reasons to not take a step into something. But first and foremost, it's what do you need to stop doing? Where are you blocking money? Where are you leaving money on the table? And those are the things that we're going to go in today. This is a very, very important list.
0: Yes, a very important broadcast.
1: The first yeah, okay. And by the way, like, I need keep to say the theme going of the news. No, but what I am
0: gonna say is that I need to tell people who you are.
1: Oh yes, please.
0: Yeah, that would that would be helpful. Hi everyone. Alex King is my man and my partner, and the other half of rich stylist or part of Rich Stylist. There's mm-hmm. a wonderful group of us that help Rich Stylist be what it is, but Alex is <laughs>
1: now you're Pressure's on. I didn't write her a bio. She's making this up. I'm making this up. Do you want me to explain who I am and what I do?
0: Well, you do so many things.
1: Yes, thank you, love.
0: (laughs) Now I'm... Oh, I can't breathe all of a sudden.
1: Okay. So, I mean, I'll just go inside of Rich Styles Academy. I help a lot of our members with things like money, finance, marketing. I have a huge background in marketing, building brands for some of the biggest companies in the world and some of the biggest people in the world. And I love to bring all of that expertise to the amazing people inside of Rich Styles Academy to help them make lots of amazing money and have an incredible life. So that's what I'm here for. And today, and you do that, you well, do that you. so well.
0: And prior to Rich Stylist, I was creating Rich Stylist, you've worked with, like you mentioned, so many brands. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been in the personal development space for years, I yes. would say like almost.
1: Basically w- my whole adult life. But
0: exactly, your whole adult before. life. Yeah. And internet marketing of course, as well, which you bring into Rich Stylus with our Facebook ads trainings and all those types of things that are also really important to grow in your business once you stop doing all the things that are holding you back to begin with.
1: Right, and the other thing that I do is I actually love doing the calls for Rich Stylist Academy to see if members are a fit or not, to see if where you're at in your business is gonna be a fit for where Rich Stylist can take you. So we may have done a call, we may have a call coming up. That's that's what we do. So it's a great opportunity to hear my sexy Australian deep voice, maybe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it is, I think you have a great voice. You could have started with that. I'm sorry, I could have, I could have, and I could have not laughed when you said it.
1: Yeah, thank you. So let's dive right in. Let's dive in. We've got a list, if you're watching this on YouTube or on Instagram, we're looking over at some of our notes as well. But the first thing to do, this comes up so much, and actually I'll let you start with this because it's more relevant to the stylist, and that is?
0: Stop judging everything based on price. Stop having every single decision that you make in your life in every area of your life based on the price that something is That could be the groceries that you're shopping for the clothing that you buy the neighborhood you live in the city You live in the school daycare anything your children your family goes to It's all through the lens of how expensive is it? What does this cost? What does this cost because if that is the case, and we've all been there before, mm-hmm. where you're actually saying no to things that you really do want and that may be better for you and incredible for you and your life and your family, simply because at that moment, you feel like you can't afford it, or you just say no to it immediately. It's almost an automatic response. right?
1: Right, because you believe that X shouldn't cost that amount of money, or no one would ever pay for that. The the or interesting, that you
0: don't pay the, for things or, or, or like that. you,
1: yeah, we're not that kind of people, right? Like I saw the that meme is recently. such a damaging
0: line, like, oh well, that's not for people like me, or yeah. not for people like us. That's for those kind of people. But that is how
1: most people, like, or some people were, were raised with that whole thing. I saw the meme recently. It's like you're either the family at the restaurant where the the waiter came and said, "Hey, what would you like to get started?" and you were either the family that ordered a round of appetizers for everyone. And or got
0: you, like sodas and drinks and yeah, all those or things. Or you said,
1: no, just water. Like we're yes. just sticking with that and we'll just go straight to our but
0: I was. The, we were the water family.
1: Yeah, yeah, got it.
0: Once in a while we got some mozzarella sticks, but that was like on Birthdays. a... That was a birthday. <laughs> yeah, we were definitely, nope, ice water. Right, for yeah. everyone,
1: yeah. So the ironic thing there is that people have that in their life. And yet they're complaining about the results in their business. Not even complaining, they're just frustrated with the results in their Stay business. they frustrated, yeah. And, it, and the scenario is, let's say you post, you know, a transformation or post a photo on Instagram, whatever it might be. And the DM that you get, the first thing that the prospective client says is, how much is this? and it just pisses you off because it's like, "Oh, if they only knew like how custom it is and what what this gave them and, you know, what what this hair will do for this client." It's hard to put that to, into perspective, but if you're just if, judging it based on the price, you're missing really the point of all of those things.
0: And I would say like have you felt that way before? Has someone sent you a DM after you posted a beautiful set of extensions and said, "How much is this?" Mm-hmm. And then that is have that ever made you just hurt inside? Go, oh, and, oh and, I wish they and didn't not that. And not only that,
1: they're like, it, it. you know that, and this is where the whole emotionally discounting thing comes in, because maybe you look at their Instagram before you send them the reply or whatever it might be. Y'all know
0: you do. Yeah, you yeah. You know you
1: do. So then it's the whole thing of... Um, you know, are they asking because they have a threshold? Because now you're trying to guess their threshold. You said this, you have said this for years, way back in the unapologetic hair pro days, which is your clients are walking out the door every time you prejudge them. Yes. I'll say that again. Your clients are walking out the door, aka leaving you, every time you prejudge them. And we prejudge up and we prejudge down. Yes. So the client that walks in and she parks her Mercedes Benz out the front or whatever it might be, she's got the Louie. You're judging up.
0: And you may be a little less nervous to give them the price, right. but really that shouldn't be the case That's because it, it, it's not something to really feel anything about the price of extensions. It just, it only is, yeah. it is the price.
1: Yeah. And so you judge up with those kinds of clients, and then you judge down with the client that maybe looks a little ragged, you know, isn't driving the nice car, whatever it might be. And so then you emotionally discount, you judge down. Either way, you're judging neither is um, good or bad or, or beneficial because the whole charge your worth cliche that gets thrown around so much this is what that looks like charging your worth simply means saying what it is you charge where your rates start the rest is up to them right it, it doesn't and it not, doesn't it's matter not about you
0: and we like we always say too the answer is always no if you don't ask if you don't put it out there honestly and truthfully and the price that it is you're always going to get a like a negative answer it's always going to be a no
1: yeah and and you know so much of the results that you get in your business is a reflection of the way that you're doing life and your beliefs around life. So I I always talk about it. It sounds so silly, but I really think it's true. It's the whole thing. It's like, you're getting your burrito or your bowl or your salad at Chipotle, and then it gets to the guacamole and it's two bucks extra, right? But if you're in the mindset of like, I'm fine without that. It's like, I I actually really do want it, but because it's extra, I'm not going to pay for it because I'm not the kind of person that, you know. Buys the extra thing. I don't splurge. Yeah, I don't splurge or I don't deserve it. Whatever it might be. I only do what is absolutely
0: necessary. Meaning, like lunch is necessary. Guacamole is not necessary. Right. Exactly.
1: Like that's a luxury, right? Like a lot of uh, our parents had that kind of thing, and so, um, so yeah, you you actually hold yourself back from the things that you actually want—burrito or friggin' pleasure. Like salon space, right? Like and and stylists do it with that kind of thing as well. Oh, but I, I really love this salon space or this suite. But it's a little bit more, and I'm not the kind of person that buys the most expensive thing. If there is a cheaper option, I will always go for it. All of these are stories from our. And
0: and and it makes you feel smart. Yeah. And uh, for making that decision, and it may maybe it is in some instances, maybe it's not. Yeah. But the point is, is like if you're judging everything through a price filter first, that's the problem.
1: Yeah. And you're missing out on a lot, whether it's great food, whether it's great clothes, whether it's great opportunities, you don't even realize what you're missing out on. You'll so never just, know what and, you're and, missing and you won't know.
0: if you start with that filter. I have a really quick story about my mom. And this is same scenario, but related to like a grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. My mom recently called me and she calls me multiple times a day and she yeah. was something. I went to the grocery store and da, 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 I was buying berries and berries are so expensive now. And I wanted strawberries, but they were this price, but I just got the blueberries because they were a couple dollars less. And I stopped my mom in her tracks and I said, mom why do not you get the strawberries? You, you wanted strawberries. Cause I immediately thought like, mom, you're worthy of the strawberries. And she goes, well, they were just more expensive. I go, but that's what you really wanted. Mm-hmm. You love strawberries. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, you are worth the strawberries.
1: We do it in small things, we do it in big things. We'll do it with strawberries, we'll do it with houses yes right we'll do it we'll do it with it like the the scale doesn't matter it's all an identity thing of i'm not the kind of person or whatever rule or story that you have around purchasing and investments whatever and
0: the reason too is that when you when you do it in little things it does overflow to everything else so if if you're worthy of the strawberries let's say you bought the strawberries you feel good about it you love them because doing that an is a practice of abundance i'm worthy of this when you're eating them you're love them and you're worthy of it now what happens next let's say after you ate your berries for breakfast you go to the salon how do you feel you're feeling worthy mm-hmm. you're feeling good you're feeling happy and that's going to come through with your consultation and you're not
1: questioning your worth yes. simultaneously right like so that's that's the positive Every side little thing
0: matters right and
1: it does add up so it is it is really important that's how it's that.
0: connected it's not just well I don't, I don't know who cares if i got blueberries it really is all connected
1: yeah the other area this is where it like going back to the point of the video of $10,000 months, right? So, how do you do that? And, you know, let's say that to, to hit a $10,000 month, you need to do a hair extension where the service price is $2,000, okay? I see this all the time with the, with the styles that I talk to. A really simple question to ask is, like when you don't feel confident charging $2,000, right? I'm like, what's the problem? Why haven't you had a $10,000 a month? Well, I don't feel confident charging $2,000. A really simple question that I ask is, well, would you pay $2,000 for hair extensions? Oh, no. I wouldn't do that. And it's like... uh, But uh, you're expecting other people to. But you're expecting other people to. And it's like, it's such a block. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go out and do it right away, although... I would definitely recommend that because I think you need to be in the in the mindset of, oh, wow, like that's what that is worth. That and that's actually, what that feels
0: like. No, it may not have to be extensions. Like. Maybe you don't want extensions for yourself, mm-hmm. but something that feels like a little bit of a splurge and a little bit of a luxury to you, yeah. like practicing that because it is, it's, it's, it is challenging to yeah. confidently say that this is how much something is and how much it is worth, mm-hmm. like full-bodied confidence in it. If you actually know... You weren't worthy of the strawberries yeah. and you, you would never spend money like that.
1: Yeah. You, you can't have that alignment of saying to the client, Hey, it's going to be this much because like, if you don't believe it for yourself, they're not going to believe it. Sure. Energy is everything in that scenario. And they're going to see right through. They're going to walk out because mm. like something's going to feel off and they're, they're not going to know exactly, but they might say, I don't trust this person. I don't trust them touching my head. I don't trust them with that amount of money. And that's why I'm not booking with you well people can feel whether
0: you're confident they can totally feel yeah
1: yeah so that's one of the big things the second thing here is if you're on this and you want to go down the woo woo mindset rabbit hole which we go down all the all, all, all the time and it's a big part of what we teach is negative money affirmations and you're really the queen of this so give the two minute version on affirmations and and uh and how this shows up with stylists and money
0: so affirmations are really simple affirmations are short powerful i am statements that are in the present tense so there are things like i am worthy i am valuable i am wealthy i am worthy of clients and money where it typically starts where you start saying negative words and negative affirmations about money is the way you grew up um Maybe had a boss that said, "There's no clients like this around here." Um, stylists you've surrounded yourself with that um, have put those negative beliefs in your head. If you grew up, you know, with your family and your parents, and they they said things like, "Money doesn't grow on trees." Who do you think you are? We work hard for our money. Mm-hmm. Like these are statements that really get buried in our subconscious mind, and we grow up, we take those into our. It becomes adult our life. reality. Yeah, it definitely becomes your reality because you have to design a new reality. So. It's no surprise that you have the belief, perhaps, that there are no wealthy clients in your area, or there can also be affirmations like, I'm too young for this, I'm too old for this, I can't learn as well as other people, I can't do social media. Because really all those things, even though those aren't money affirmations themselves, they turn into money. So having the belief that you're worthy of it, having the belief that you are on time, you're not too young, you're not too old, having the belief that, hey, maybe money does grow on trees, having the belief that you are worthy of high-priced services and people are happy and excited to pay you, these are all new beliefs that we want to step into and take with us, because they're the beliefs that are gonna make us money and give us a life that we really want.
1: Yeah, one of the big ones, especially when I talk to stylists and I'm saying, okay, what's the challenge? Why haven't you had a $10,000 a month yet in your hair extension business? The, the really easy default response is, well, there aren't people in my city with that kind of money sure. right? Which is an affirmation, right? In some ways, it's not, it's the, tra- absolutely it's not the traditional, like, I am worthy. You know, we, we think about that just because that's what we're told. But really, everything you say is an affirmation.
0: Everything's an affirmation. It doesn't have to be an I am. Everything that you affirm that you say is a truth in your world, yeah, it's whatever, whether it's yeah. actually true or not, is an affirmation. So yep. there are no clients in my area that will pay my prices. That's an affirmation. That's going to be
1: your reality. And
0: it's going to be your reality. Because
1: what your brain does is it looks for evidence of those things. So you could you could probably tell me, if that's a belief that you've had, you could probably tell me a lot of good reasons why that might be sure. true. But until you're looking for the reasons why it's not true, you won't even see them. So for example, I do this exercise all the time. It's like, well, there's, there's no clients with money in my area or people with the, that, that would pay that. Or there's one, right? Or I've had one client, whatever it might there's be. There's one Some, client one and the other girl's doing yeah, her hair. They, yeah, they own <laughs> yeah, the whole no. town. Um, <laughs> so, you know, really simply, and it would be really hard to argue this if you're playing the whole, oh, you know, no one has any money thing. If you, um, you know, have driven to work today or you're driving right now, whatever it might be, and, and you have seen a Yukon, an Escalade, a Suburban, whatever it might be, any a Tesla, any car yeah. that costs like $100,000, $80,000, whatever it might be, arguably that's like at the top tier of what you can pay for a car, right? Until you get into super luxury. Simultaneously, if you went to Zillow right now and you typed in your zip code and you searched high to low, are there houses that cost $500,000, a 1000000 $2 million? you know, 5 million, 10 million in some cases. Try
0: it. Look it up. Try it.
1: Someone's living there. So it's like, if you want to play this whole argument thing about like my beliefs versus your beliefs, that's just a really simple one where it's like, sorry, you can't tell me, right? Like someone is doing their hair.
0: Someone's doing their hair. I've, I've I've always said that speaking of that a stylist I know lives in Naples, Florida. One one of the most high-end cities I would say in the whole country. Go
1: go to Zillow and look at Naples. Like yeah. like you want to have your mind blown you wanna like get out of the slump of believing that no one ever has any money in the world, go search real estate in Naples. Absolutely. Blow your mind.
0: Yes, I had visited multiple times and when I found out this stylist lived in Naples and she was saying how, yeah, I really want higher end clients. Like it's hard to find people's hair to do in this city. I stopped her in her tracks and I said, honey, you're doing hair in Naples, Florida. I was like, there are literally $30 million houses. Literally. There on the ocean front. And a $5 million house is like the average, just the norm. It's your everyday house in Naples. And she goes, yeah, yeah, there are. I go, why aren't you doing their hair?
1: And that was like the biggest breakthrough.
0: (laughs) And she said, oh, I just never thought about that. I go, somebody's doing their hair. Right. It needs to be you. Right. And, and, yeah. Exactly. But you have to, like... Someone is doing everyone's hair that lives in multi-million dollar houses mm-hmm. or drives great cars. And, and it's not always that anyway. That's
1: the other thing. That's the that, other side of Like this. So that's just argument number one. But the other side of it is that even if they don't have the money, it doesn't like have the money, right? Like it, It's like, oh, they don't have the money. Guess what? No one has any money. Somehow everyone has a great Black Friday, right? Like, or yeah. everyone has a fucking great and Christmas. And the other thing
0: is people don't always have the money to yeah. buy their house or
1: anything or anything or their
0: car that guess guess what that's why people finance their cars that's why you get a home loan Mm -hmm. there's financing for hair now Mm -hmm. we can link that in the in the show notes Mm -hmm. but people make it work when it's something that they really want so stop discrediting people because you think they can't afford it or you think it's not for them let them decide because the answer is always no if you don't ask Mm
1: -hmm. some people have just their fallbacks to like anything and, and to not growing in life and i i try to mentor even like young people right like young guys or gals who want to be entrepreneurs and it's the whole thing of like i you know i don't have any money and that's just a really easy fallback. They've sort of been taking them, t- telling themselves that story their whole life. And it's like, yeah, I know that's what we're trying to fix. So like, to get your start, you're going to have to get resourceful. Sure. It's never amount, um, the amount of your resources. It's always your resourcefulness. So what are you going Say to do? Say that again,
0: because that's so, so okay. important. So with
1: anything in life, it's not a matter of resources. It's a matter of resourcefulness. What are you going to do to be able to connect the dots of, of getting something that you actually want? Because Once upon a time, you didn't have the money for hair or beauty school, right? Like you worked in, I mean, should I say it or you want to say it? (laughs) This is like groundbreaking news.
0: Well, my first job was Bath & Body Works. And that was when I was in college. But shortly after that, because I wanted to make more money, knew that I could make more money, I started working at Golden Corral. And I worked at Golden Corral all summer to be able to pay to go to cosmetology school. Now, I went to a cosmetology school that was at a community college. And it was $3,000, but I had no money. Mm -hmm. So I worked at Golden Corral all summer and made $3,000 or whatever it was and started and then started cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. And then on the weekends during cosmetology school, because I went like Monday through Friday, nine to five, whatever it was. And on the weekends, I also worked at Golden Corral and a good day. Oh, I was making like $55. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I was excited about it. I was like, okay, great. summer i can make three thousand dollars i can go to hair school like i had no one to help me um my parents didn't want me to go to cosmetology school so they weren't gonna help me yeah Um, i have a great relationship with my parents but back then you know you go through trying times with your family sometimes don't worry
1: no one else listening to this podcast had like really great supportive parents that said oh babe we're so excited (laughs) to go to to, to not go to college and go to cosmetology school (laughs) yeah yeah no one else listening had that story
0: (laughs) (laughs) right 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 it's just odd yeah
1: you're the only one
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's my story and that's how that happened. Yeah,
1: so everyone starts somewhere. Ashley, Diana, Golden Corral. Hey, you might have uh, never found cosmetology school and you may have worked your way up all the way back to being the meteorologist.
0: Well, you know, it it could have been that way. You know
1: what, Ash? You would have been happy. You would have been the best damn meteorologist in the world.
0: Best damn meteorologist. Yeah. And they are like, guys, it's raining today. <laughs> Look outside, it's raining. <laughs> Pour
1: a glass, it's raining. <laughs> Stay inside, don't go anywhere. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> um, going back to, you know, the, the resourcefulness conversation, it's like I, um, I was talking to a young guy the other day and, and he was telling me, you know, he just loves entrepreneurship and he's not meant for a nine to five, all that kind of stuff. And he said, I, I really want to get into real estate. I said, well, you know, fastest way to learn anything is go get a coach, go get a mentor. Like, real estate's not exactly my forte, per se. But um, I said, you know, go go find a real estate program. Go find someone that can mentor you in that area and, and buy their thing or pay them for coaching or pay them for their time, whatever it might be. And he goes, well, I I, I, I can't I can't pay for that because I don't have the money. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I know, but I just told you. Like, you, you, you need to go and buy the course so that you can... Get
0: make, the knowledge. So you can
1: get the knowledge. And so then apply
0: the it. So it's like money. this
1: whole thing of... And, and, and it is a mindset shift. You just have to really connect the dots here. It's like, and always saying it out loud makes it sound how crazy it really is. Because it's like, you want the money to buy the thing so that you'll have the money to buy the thing.
0: <laughs> right. That
1: like helps make you the money. It would be like uh, saying, well, when I am fit and healthy, then I'm going to get the gym membership and start exercising.
0: Which is so backwards, right?
1: When I, uh, when the love of my life shows up at the door, then I'll go out and I'll like
0: be loving, be and loving,
1: be... and be a good person, whatever it might be. But y- yeah, you like have
0: to be those things. When I have audience. a six
1: pack, then I'll stop eating Cheetos. You know <laughs> what I mean?
0: When it happens. Yeah,
1: when it happens. It's like that, like literally, just flip the script on the whole thing, and 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 that is what resourcefulness looks like. That's what change looks like. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so uncomfortable, and that's why we cling to our excuses so much. Of well, I can't do that because of this. I can't do that because of this. And it's like, you you are not a tree. You are not stuck where you're planted. You can always change things. Mm -hmm. But for things to change, you really do have to change. And it is a stretch. It is resourceful. Like everyone has that kind of start or that extra thing that they need to get resourceful. Sometimes it's a loan, a credit card. It's sometimes, you know, overworking or, you know, sometimes it is a second job, all those kinds of things. But it's a matter of getting resourceful. If you just fall back on the, I don't do that. I can't have that. I don't have the money for that. You'll never see the other option. needs to be able to make money, increase your income, whatever it might be, get and fit and healthy, whatever it is you want.
0: And nothing worse than an excuse is a good excuse. Well, no, I really can't because of this. And yeah. It's like, get over
1: it. I, I, but that, that, that is the whole thing. The only yes. thing worse than an excuse is a good excuse. Guess what? It's a good excuse. It is a great it's excuse. It's a wonderful excuse. Oh, my gosh, look at your bank account. Yeah, you have no money. Yeah. But guess oh, great what? Great like, excuse. Great excuse. And Still doesn't help you. It does not help you. So you can, you can keep your excuses. You can, you can
0: keep your excuses and feel pitiful for yourself, yeah. be sad, oh, woe is me. But honestly, the best thing you can do is say, wow, this is my reality, mm-hmm. this sucks, yeah. and then get over it.
1: And if it hasn't been working for you, then you need to change something, right? Yes. Like if, if you are sick of the results, like, guess what? Just change it, change, change the input, right? You got to change the input to change the output. So change the circumstances, like your way is likely not working. Yes. Right. So for even a strategy for ten thousand dollars a month or whatever it might be, unless you've cracked that code quickly and it's working for you, then you're going to have to try something else. Yes. Let's move on to one of the next things around that, and going back to this ten k a month thing. This is going to ruffle a couple of feathers.
0: Ooh, I'm excited. But
1: one of the points here is uh, that I talked a lot of styles about is stop trying to have fair pricing mm-hmm. fair is such a mixed word and it brings up so many emotions for so many people for the purposes of this podcast this is just in a pricing conversation okay
0: we're not talking about
1: injustice, injustice none of that anything like that like that's way different yeah totally different this is just from the perspective of pricing and services and goods and products and all those kinds of things right yes because people have that you know beautiful moral compass in so many ways and and hairstyles by nature are very mm-hmm. service oriented they, yes. they they have this belief or some of them You have want to take belief. care of people yeah so it's like fair is the thing hey we offer fair pricing it's a fair deal is that we're a fair salon and
0: again that may be okay but if you want to make ten thousand dollars or more in your business it's not okay
1: and not be exhausted or work seven days a week right which is a whole other conversation and if
0: that is you you're probably not here listening to this anyway yeah
1: and the whole thing is that you can well let's make the main point here is that fair is relative fair
0: is so relative fair
1: is so relative so what's fair to you may not be fair to me what's fair to me may not be fair to someone else in terms of pricing
0: and fair actually doesn't matter
1: it it, yeah it doesn't matter in a pricing context And, and this is where we're ruffling some feathers it doesn't matter in a pricing context. Because there are buyers at every level. So, you know, is it fair that a house costs $500,000? I don't
0: know, maybe.
1: Is it fair that, uh, you know, two years ago it cost $400,000 and now it costs $500,000? It, like, is that fair?
0: It's really not for us or anyone to decide. Right, Because the prices are. It's
1: just it, what they are. It is. Yeah. There's
0: really no emotion attached to so If we could stop, we could detach emotionally from money and pricing, pricing. Because, because it shouldn't be. It's huge it's just it is if you could say money is end of sentence that's it
1: and you know if, if you've ever dreamed of buying a house or looked at buying a house or tried buying a house and you didn't get it I've seen scenarios where it's like you were, you were so busy over here wondering whether that was fair pricing meanwhile someone else bought the house
0: well you took too long to decide and somebody got the house right. because you were like I don't know if it's fair right. fuck being fair doesn't matter It really like in
1: that context it doesn't matter it
0: doesn't matter pricing so, doesn't care if you think it's fair or not
1: yeah so uh, again just around that and in your pricing it's like is it fair that a house costs $500,000 or a million dollars or $10 million whatever it's not necessarily for you to say is it fair that a Rolls Royce can cost like $300,000 is it fair that a first class plane Ticket can cost, you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars, or five times the price of an economy.
0: Well, and again, too, it's like, is it fair that the airlines are charging that? Is it fair that so and so in your salon is making more money than you, or so and so's yeah. charging extension prices, or so like none of that matters. Yep. If you would get that fair as, as in relations to money mm-hmm. out of your vocabulary. You will feel better, and you'll actually make more money. Yeah. Get it out at house to stop. It's
1: the wrong way to like structure a business and, and profit and to actually grow something. Because um, guess what? You can you can actually still make ten thousand dollars plus a month and still have fair pricing because fair is relative. Fair Again, is relative. It's all relative. So to, to so to your clients and your client base that gives you that, you might have really fair pricing because. Fair is not just related to price, it's related to the service, the client experience, the the, the end result, all of these things that go into the cost of a service. You
0: thought about, I thought, can you imagine doing someone's hair and they had this experience doing their extensions? And you go, how do you like your hair? It's fair.
1: It's fair. It's fair.
0: <laughs> it's it, fair. It was
1: a really fair experience.
0: It was a fair experience. You'd be like, are you out of your mind? Yeah, You'd turn you, them out of your chair. That's the word you're going to use, yeah, it's yeah. fair. So when someone asks you, well, but tell me about your pricing for hair extensions, like when you're asking people, like tell me where you're at. your pricing, well, yeah. it's, it's
1: fair. I hear that, and that's the thing as well. Like I see posts on social media. No. It's like, hey, we have we have fair pricing, right? And, and it's like, I don't necessarily like. That. I mean,
0: I am so not in line with that. You're you're the anti it, thing. If someone I, I, said,
1: hey, we our, have fair, our, our fair pricing, I'd be
0: like, I better run.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Because I I, I I would have again, it's I say red flag. it's a red flag for
1: Yeah, me. yeah. So anyway, that's just one. Like uh, 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 I do see stylists that have that kind of thing and they sort of pride and stamp that their business is like fair, fair I prices. do
0: understand it.
1: And it's also fine if you love it, but, but guess what? You will attract clients who are just looking for a fair price.
0: Exactly, that's the thing. It, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. But if you are wanting to go above a certain income threshold, if you're wanting to maybe have luxury, um, services and pricings, and you want to make $10,000 or more that is not the way to go about it trust us yeah, it's not
1: because you want to attract clients
0: you and also who clients want to be wowed they yeah. don't want a fair experience and a fair price right. they want the best yeah. and the best application and the best treatment and the best service and you want them going this was the greatest and they're not going to say that if everything was just fair
1: if you think about this, watching this, okay, I, I would I would bet money that ninety percent of the people watching this have a dream luxury designer bag that they would love to buy, or shoes or whatever it might be.
0: Maybe okay? it's a hotel you'd like to stay in. Whatever Something, it might be, whatever floats your boat.
1: You, you would never walk into Louis Vuitton and say, "I just don't know if five thousand dollars is a fair price for a bag." But seriously, but people Nobody buy it, it every you. day. There's a line out the freaking door yeah. for people to pay unfair prices. But
0: think about that. Like, but like it's it, it's comical because of course no one would say that. Right. I just don't know if it's fair. It's n- no, no, again. The fair bag costs
1: about 100 or $200 to make, but it retails for $5,000. It, it's not it isn't a conversation about being of fair. fair. It's just what it
0: is. Exactly. But take that because it, the thing is, it is the exact same thing with your business. Yep. If you think that sounds silly, mm-hmm. to be like, I don't, I don't know, is that a fair price for mm-hmm. this brand new Louis Vuitton bag inside the store? Is that fair? It, it, does, it doesn't matter. And yeah. no, it, it isn't probably. But like take that and apply it to your pricing of your hair extensions. That's why there's a problem. One more note on fairness. If we want to talk about things being fair, fairness would go, the person that works the hardest would make the most money. And this is something that Bob Proctor shared at his event that we went to a few a few years ago. And he said, making money isn't about who works the hardest. Because if that was the case, the person that's working on the streets, like, blasting down, like, yeah.
1: jackhammering Jack
0: the pavement. The pavement right. he's, now, I think he's working really damn hard. Mm-hmm. He would make the most money out of anybody because yeah. he's the hardest worker. Because, yeah. I mean, look at that compared to someone else. But yet, you see celebrities, sports players, movie stars they are making incredible amounts of money mm-hmm. and it's because har- the hard work isn't what goes into determining the price yeah
1: and hard is also relative hard is as very well. relative It's this whole thing of yeah like so
0: and fair and that, that, like if yeah. it was fair right the guy who's jackhammering the road in right. the middle of the day well, yeah. it's 100 degrees outside right. Right. is blasting right. the highway he would be the richest dude on the planet yeah but is that the case right Absolutely not. Yeah,
1: it, it doesn't go into the conversation or the equation of, of making money and value and these kinds of things. Hard is the other piece here. And, mm-hmm. and that's usually a thing from our parents. Like, you've got to work hard for your money. Exactly.
0: The affirmation. So, our, our family works hard for our money. Right. You it's, have to work hard to make money.
1: Right. Exactly. And, and the piece there is that you know when you think about what's hard, really everything is hard. Right, mm-hmm. and, and I don't even, like, with our money mindset and the way that we look at things, we wouldn't even say things are hard. We'd say maybe they're challenging or that it's, it's a journey, whatever You, it might you have be. to
0: learn from it. You have yeah. to grow. We, I mean, it, it's we just frame things it,
1: differently. But, it, but it To just, make
0: sense, it's easier to say everything's hard. Everything's hard. So, yeah.
1: so not having $10,000 is hard a month. Sure. Not having a $10,000 a month business, that's hard. Having a $10,000 a month business or getting to a $10,000 a month business might be hard. Yeah. Living in a tiny apartment. That's hard. Could be. Could be hard. Yep. Uh, living in a giant house. That could be really hard to get there as well.
0: And you may say, well, how could that be hard if you have a 10000 a month living in a big house? Well, with that comes a lot of responsibility. Right. There's
1: higher risk maybe yep. on like the, the money that you owe. There's more factors, how you got there, the work that you put in.
0: Maybe you have people you have to manage. Maybe you have employees. There There's all different reasons that things could be quote right. hard
1: yeah eating healthy is hard but being sick is really hard too mm-hmm. so it's it's in every area um you know having kids and having and, and being a parent that can be really hard as well but so can like not, not having, having kids sick. and not you know Maybe having if a you family kids or and don't being have lonely. Them. yeah exactly. being lonely can be really hard as well so it, it's really just choosing what you want to be hard and if yeah. you're playing it kind of that um that level of not taking any risk or just kind of really staying on the struggle bus but making like five grand a month you may as well like be working hard but have a better skill set and mindset and tool set but yeah. be making you know 20 grand a month whatever it might be sure yeah Definitely. So, whole other conversation hard and fair just but it's a lot of food things.
0: for thought it's very yeah. thought provoking to think hmm Maybe my hard is not the only hard. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe seeing certain things, maybe that's not hard. Maybe it is. But hard is relative. Fair is relative. If you can change your perspective mm-hmm. on both of those things, I think you'll find yourself with a lot more opportunity, a lot more money, and perhaps a you'll feel better and have a the lifestyle that you want to live
1: and also realize that your your comfort zone is not as comfortable like it's it's so silly that they call it a comfort zone because it's actually one of the worst places that you can be sure a comfort zone just really means that you're playing small that you're not growing that you're not pushing the boundaries that you're not taking risks that you're not trying
0: to grow and, and challenge yourself and people say like comfort zone and i hear people say well i don't want to do that because it is hard but but also being in your comfort zone is hard Yeah. because and i think people don't talk about that enough because not doing quote the hard things and not making decisions but that comes with its own type of hard, but staying there is hard because in your mind, you see the person that you could be yeah. and you see other people having things that you want in the life that you want. You see other people living, not that you want their exact life, but you know, there are bits and pieces. If you're not moving forward at all and, and quote staying in your comfort zone, I'll be damned if you're not seeing people on social media or in your life that are doing things that you would love to do or being things that you would love to be. So that's hard to me. I think that's harder because you and I, Alex, like we make decisions a lot that are growth related and we're always like, Oh, let's do this. Let's push the boundaries. And sometimes it doesn't feel good. Sometimes it's like, really? Another thing? Like another, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of tired. Oh, this doesn't feel good. But it's like. It sucks worse to stay put Agreed. because you see other people living the life that you could be living and doing yeah. those things. So I think that's way fucking harder. Yeah. It's to stay in your comfort zone.
1: Completely agree. If you're listening to this, you probably have gathered this next point I'm going to make, but I'll make it anyway. It's that money mindset is a big part of this game, right? Without like, let's call it strong money mindset, you can get to a uh, comfortable, even though I'd argue it's quite uncomfortable. But you can get to a pretty standard life, right? Like well, meaning you that your bills, your bills are yep. paid. You, you know, whatever you take you're not one going hungry. Yeah. yeah, right. So, like, you're you're quote unquote good. Money mindset really accelerates your results and grows your results and what you can get into and and, and in growing your income. You know, what is money for? What is a $10,000 a month for? What does that actually give you? Because it's not about the money. It, right. Right. Like, I talk to stylists all the time. Or not all the time. This is a, a more rare occasion, but it's, it's a fascinating one nonetheless. A stylist might be making, you know, $20,000 a month, but they're working seven days a week. They're skipping meals. They don't have time for their relationship, their kids, their family, whatever it might be. They're in poor health. They're burnt out. And it's like, you're not rich. Right. By our definition of rich, <laughs> with the people that have Rich Styles Academy, you are not rich in that equation just from a financial perspective. Mm-hmm. So what does money actually... You may be
0: lucrative actually... in money, but yeah, you're... You might have a lot of money, but, but you're not you not rich don't have any in... time to do anything with it. You're not it. rich in life.
1: Yeah. So rich means all of those areas. And what's interesting about that is what does money actually give you? You know, say money doesn't buy you happiness and all that kind of stuff, which I completely agree with. But what it does give you is choices. I think the more choices you have, the more chance you have at being happier because the the choices we make in our life really determine what level of happiness we're about to feel. So if you think about what makes you happy, being able to spend time with your loved ones or travel or go on experiences or do things that you want, our definition of freedom is being able to do what you want, when you want, with the people that you want to do it with because really we believe that relationships are one of the most fulfilling things about life. But it's so interesting. There was a member of Rich Styles that joined recently and her story and her real motivation was that recently she was relocating or moving house, I think, and she was looking for schools or daycares for her, um, for her daughter. And the sobering moment was when that she realized that she really wanted to send her daughter to this place and it was more convenient. And it was closer to the home and all these great things and it was better and nicer, more of a fit. But the choice... That she had to make or was forced to make because of money was to go to the less expensive option
0: and, and that's it really was less sobering. convenient further away less convenient. Not yeah as, not, not as really, really what, what she education. Wanted. yeah
1: so money just gives you more choices the choices the ones that i see most commonly anyway it's taking the day off it's taking care of yourself it's booking the massage it's deciding the car you want to drive it's deciding the house you want to live in all of those things really that's where choices Mm -hmm. come in
0: you want the money because of the the feeling that it gives you because of the choices that you're able to make it's not just oh i just have this sitting here in my bank account just taking up space it is to have better and higher quality choices, and to feel the things that we want to feel.
1: Yeah. The next point to make in terms of reasons that you haven't had a ten thousand dollar a month, or it hasn't been consistent. Some people have it; it was a busy season. Really having that be your baseline. Sure. The thing to stop doing is to stop reacting and start planning, and that sounds so simple, but the reality is is that most people are, are more equipped you know, just emotionally to deal with an emergency than they are to actually plan a future that they want. The buzzword right now around this whole thing is recession. Is a recession coming? All that kind of stuff. And even hairstyles talk about it. And I'm like, first of all, could you actually explain a recession to me? Like what will happen? Most people don't. It's just a big, scary word that people throw around to, you know, right. Really buy into the hype. Yeah. Literally listening to this, unless most of your money and wealth is tied up in like the stock market, (laughs) <laughs> you don't really have to worry that much about the recession. You're, like, you're
0: not going to feel it every moment of yeah. every day. If the S&P yeah. 500
1: drops by 50 points, like you're not going to lose like a hundred grand unless most of your money is tied up in stocks. If you're listening to this, your challenge is probably just getting to the point where I'm actually earning $10,000 a month so I can actually, you know, buy some stocks for investment, sure. whatever it might be. Really reacting to life instead of planning and having a system for life of how you're going to actually grow. That's, the Mm. that's the mistake it's just being in reaction mode around everything and this shows up as well with people that don't have any time and it's like well you're just reacting to circumstances around you constantly and putting out fires it's so exhausting right and usually it takes the process of really stepping back evaluating taking inventory and then deciding what's important to you because you know the the bonus point we could make here is that things you need to stop doing it's like stop saying yes to shit you don't want to do or things that you don't like probably do a whole other podcast on that. But, you know, really, you create your own economy.
0: You absolutely create your own economy. That's what I was going to say. Yeah.
1: You you really create your own economy. Hoping and waiting is not a strategy, right? Like, many people for years have just been waiting for things to get better.
0: Hoping and waiting for things to get better, just out of pure... Well, I hope so. I hope it is. Sure. Uh, it is absolute delusion. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to take action. That is the only way that things are going to change and you're going to get better and your life's going to get better by taking action not just sitting around hoping that it will yeah because no one's coming to save you
1: i do these calls right with the stylist and i check to see where they're at and we dive into their business their life what they want to look like and how extensions can help them get those things i'll talk to a stylist that is you know they just got the certification a couple months ago with a company for hair extensions right sure and it's like how much you're making well i'm bringing about five grand a month right? And then I'll talk to a stylist a couple of hours later, and they might have had their certification for five years or something like that, right? Yeah. How much are you making? Well, I'm making about five grand a month. The thing there, the lesson is, is that time really doesn't, like, grow things. No. Right? So, time in and in of itself doesn't necessarily grow things. It doesn't equal...
0: Unless progress. it's, like, compounding... You have something that you've built massively, and the compounding yeah, is growing. But, but that's, that's a not, whole other thing. That's not what's happening. No. with just sitting around hoping for your hair business to right. make you. Or I'm just waiting for the money. clients to
1: come and, and no. all that kind of stuff. So it, it doesn't work. The interesting thing there, the thing that's so sobering for me, and in, in many ways heartbreaking, is that you know these stylists that have um, really not felt empowered to take those steps and to grow and you know invest in themselves or education, whatever it might be, to get those results. And and, and there's still you know, and, and it's funny, I'll have the conversation with the younger stylist and they'll say, you know, I just really don't want to be in the position where twenty years from now I haven't made progress.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm like, dang, I talked to someone like that yesterday. Wow. It's so sobering. It's yeah. really, really eye opening. And and when it hits. And we you in always the phase, think
0: time is on our side. Yeah. And that may not be true. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows. No. But Again, going back to uh, things to stop doing, stop acting like you have so much time. Yeah. Because I would say more so than not, we have a lot less time than we think we do. Yeah. For so sure. take action faster. Mm-hmm. Stop waiting. Stop hoping. Take action and make decisions today. Pretend like you don't have much time left because you really don't.
1: Yeah. The
0: we want to like get all depressing and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. But the sorry. truth is, but it's like you, you, you do have to know that things change and things come to an end. Yeah. Otherwise, you do pretend.
1: The thing that's guaranteed is change, right? Like like growth is not guaranteed, but change is always guaranteed. Things will change. The world has changed in five years. It's going to change in the next five years. The difference is, are you trying to shelter from that and turn away from it? Or are you changing with it? You have to
0: evolve. That's, That's with your mindset. That's with social media. It's with your business. It's with everything. And if you're not... Open to evolving, you're already behind. You're already screwed because with the last five years with with social media, with life, with um, culture, with everything, we have to be more fluid. We have to be open to change. Otherwise, being too rigid and staying closed and thinking, "Well, I'm just going to stay like this," is like you're not just staying safe. You're not just in your comfort zone. You're not just at a quote plateau there's no such thing as a plateau you're either no. growing or you're dying we have to change our mindset around these things otherwise you're, you're just falling very very fast yeah
1: or just constantly sustaining like at yeah. a, at you a, feel quote, like a pl- I'm working level. really
0: hard but things aren't growing that's why it's, it feels
1: hard it's that's, why it feels like a hustle
0: that is that's because it's actually going down a lot faster than yeah. you can like really hustle it back up yeah exactly Yes.
1: It's it's in a state of decline. You said the word decisions before, and I wrote this thing down. This is just amazing wisdom. And it's actually from one of the oldest personal development books in the world. It was written in the 1930s and 1940s. Some of you may have heard of it. It's called Think and Grow Rich. And there is a whole chapter on decision-making that really everyone should read. If you've got kids, buy your kids this book, right? Like I read it when I was maybe 13 or 14 or something like that, and it's one of the oldest in the world. Um, But the principles in it are so good. On decisions and decision-making, this is what it says. People who fail to accumulate money without exception have the habit of reaching decisions, if at all, very slowly, and changing these decisions quickly and often. I'll say that again, I'll say it a little quicker. People who fail to accumulate money without exception have the habit of reaching decisions, if at all, very slowly, and changing these decisions quickly and often. Okay,
0: so the opposite of that the is, opposite
1: of that is
0: is what we want right
1: make decisions fast and, and stop change them It would be like if you were trying to grow a business like grow a hair business Sure, right and all you ever did like every year or every six months was just move locations or move cities Or, or just, change move different. Different. Change like just change something completely the services that you do Change, change like your branding everything. Change everything If you were just to change all of those things really quickly that's what it looks like. You're like, why hasn't this gotten off the ground? Guess what? When a plane takes off, it's not like putting on the throttle, then putting on the brakes, then putting on the throttle, and putting on the brakes. And it's like, not like topsy-toeing, wondering where it's going to go. It's got to go all in, and it doesn't change course.
0: And what's one of the biggest things with that, like analogy? It knows its destination. Yeah,
1: and it, and, and it wouldn't take off the ground. That's why things like people are like, oh, it, like things never really take off for me. It's because you're always start well, off. Well, you you're don't always... know where you're going. Yeah.
0: It's just like a plane would never take off if it didn't know where it's going. Right. That's the whole point. Right. So you keep like taking off your business a little bit and you're like, where am I going? Right. Nobody knows, yeah. not even you. And then you wonder why you're like not getting to the destination. I'm like, literally ask yourself, what is it that I want? Where am I going? Yeah. Do you know the answer?
1: Decision making really is a muscle, and so many people quite honestly just suck at making decisions, and it is yeah. sad, but it is a muscle. It's something where if you do it in one area of your life, it strengthens other areas as well. And it comes back even to like buying a house, which so many hairstyles dream of and want to do. It's like, it, wh- while, you're, while you're unable to make the decision fast, someone else scoops it up, right? Yeah. And you're always screwed, and, and you're always, yeah, so the whole thing, the short version of that is making decisions fast and changing them infrequently, What's something that's probably not working for you, if you really look back and take inventory, is that you make decisions really slow, or you and don't, you, or you don't make them at all, or or if you, you ever make them. Make them which, by the way, indecision or saying I'm not going to decide or I'm not going to decide right now, that's still a decision.
0: Your decision is to just wait. Yeah. <laughs> like so, so it is still a decision. Yeah. It's a shitty decision because it's not a yes and it's not a no. Yeah,
1: and if you like, have the whole thing of like, well, I'm just going to wait or I'm going to decide later, it, it's still really saying no to things, but the the fear is... And you
0: don't know everything it's saying no to. right yeah like because again like you're closing doors to opportunities perhaps
1: exactly so that i i just i thought that was really important it's it's such a good part that that whole thing has served um me well in my life in many different ways and um yeah it's just making decisions faster and changing them less frequently it's where you get real growth
0: yeah and, and i if i think back to things moments in my life decisions i've made that have gone really well i go well you know knowing that truth i look back and i go well yeah, I made that decision very confidently. It was like a full body yes, mm-hmm. and I didn't go. Be, I wasn't wishy washy on it. I made the decision. Great, stuck with it. Mm-hmm. That that would even be like the brands I got certified with. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it for three or four years. Oh, yeah. what company? I don't know. No, chose a company, went with it, started applying it. Right. awesome. Right, stuck with it.
1: I see that a lot with stylists as well. They've got like they're 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 constantly just um, or like just getting. Certified in multiple different methods, which is completely fine and lots of different. Also,
0: you don't have to get certified in every method, right? like if you want to you can sure. but especially getting start like you said I, people getting started well i got certified in seven companies well i i it's see that like, people are certified
1: not... in five different companies and and i'm like maybe that's not the thing that's wrong here <laughs> like yeah. and just just evidence right just look at it it's not, it's not to make you feel better anything it's just like hey maybe a sixth certification isn't going to solve the problem probably the third fourth and fifth weren't the solution either i want to talk about that as well for a second as well because i i see stylists um at may be maybe an earlier stage, right? And you know, or you, you get DMs like this sometimes as well, where they're like, Hey, um, I want to make ten thousand dollars a month with my hair extension business. And you might say, uh, well, what certification do you have? Who are you certified with? Yeah. And they say, Well, I'm not certified. And it's like, Well, why are you not certified? Yes. And then you like, say Oh, well,
0: March certified, are you are you are you about to get certified?
1: Yeah. And they say, Well, well I don't
0: have the money to get certified.
1: The certification's okay. too expensive.
0: Certification's too expensive. And, it's and I'm like, like
1: awkward pause, by the way. For those of you listening, like, your your recording hasn't frozen. It's just awkward pause right there. Because
0: Again, that kind of goes back to what we are talking about initially. Right. It's like this this loop of, like, well, you have to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's like, and, and, and the story they're telling themselves is, like, well, when I've got the money, then I'll get the certification that will help me make $10,000 a month, which gives me the money. But the, it's like,
0: And then I'll And, and then, then I'll and then get, I'll get the other things that
1: I want. So, I don't know. So it's this weird, like, chicken and egg situation. You just
0: have to start. You have to make your decision be confident in your decision right whatever the decision is and then move the f forward with it right yeah and stick to it now it doesn't mean you can't evolve and it doesn't mean you can't down the road whatever get another certification get more education like whatever it may be but all it all at once or not making a decision is not really the way to go
1: and something that keeps people really stuck is is fear that's a really big thing and and what's interesting with that is that too many people are just really waiting for disaster to strike or the world to happen or whatever it might be and then dealing with it then Mm. instead of thinking, how can I get ahead and create my future? I guarantee, right? We're so good at staying in our comfort zone, like kind of no matter what. I guarantee if, if you lost your job tomorrow or had to close down or whatever it might be, within... Like one to three months, you'd be back to the income level that you're at. Yeah. We just have this internal like tolerance of income and what we'll take and, and what we'll settle for and kind of this comfort zone that will almost go into overdrive to get to back get to, back our to our comfort that zone.
0: comfort zone. Comfort Isn't zone, that interesting? Right? And
1: some people have a comfort zone of $2,000 a month. Some people have a comfort zone of $6,000 a month. Some people have a comfort zone of like $30,000 a month. Sure. Right? And so it's just increasing that as time goes on. But I, I guarantee that would be the thing. And so, you know, fear and, and income going up and down. Like, you can always make more money. Mm-hmm. The amount of money in this world is so infinite, it's unfathomable. If you really want to have your mind blown, like I said, go look up properties in New York, in Naples, and yeah. places like that. I and would then tell j- me that. Just start with no, those two. It, it, it's just eye opening. And, like, in fact, one of the exercises. And
0: don't think that just because they're for sale that people aren't living in them. No. No, people are buying them up and people are living in them.
1: I love challenging people to, you know, that, that, that haven't really had that sort of high end experience or haven't. Paid top price for a meal or whatever it might be. It's like just go to the most expensive restaurant in your city. Like go get the most amazing. This is a practice and a
0: challenge yeah, a, of it. abundance and money mindset.
1: Yeah, really. It's do not
0: it. say oh well, just do it because you you know need go blow your money. No, it's not that. It's to step into what we call the wealth frequency. Step into that because I it's completely understandable that you think no one pays pr- these prices for things if you've never seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Because you don't really have that belief.
1: Yeah, you don't have a reference. You've
0: never seen it, you don't have a reference, you don't have an example. Right. So step into- And therefore
1: into... you think it doesn't exist, but the reality is that it does. It... It's like if you've never been in a neighborhood with $20 million homes, you think that they don't exist.
0: Yeah, or you think they're just so far away from you. Disconnected from you. From you. You're, dis- you're yeah. so disconnected from it. You may see the Kardashians, or you may see something on too- oh but, but that's for people like them. But mm. there's tons of wealthy people that that aren't celebrities and that maybe live in your city and would love to come to you for their services, but you have to know and believe that they're around and and understand that people do spend money. And also be
1: comfortable talking those kinds of numbers. And that's a whole other thing. Gosh, another podcast. Yeah, definitely
0: another podcast, but it's very interesting. We'll talk about that later where we have like the practice of practicing a few of those steps in the wealth frequency because you do... It is important to see it so that you know with your own eyes that it does exist and it's also available to you as well. Couple
1: of final points here that I want to make and this is really going to ruffle some feathers, I feel, but just go with me here. Bring it on. Um, Stop thinking, again going back to things to stop doing to make $10,000 a month, it's stop thinking that saving your money is going to get you the lifestyle that you want. Mm -hmm. Okay, this whole like save, 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 save mentality.
0: I couldn't agree more.
1: Okay so go with us here on a couple things here because this is really challenging and the exercise don't log off because there yeah, is a point right and, and not what you think and also notice as we go through this what comes up for you and, yes. and and just like don't judge what comes up for you because if we were having a coaching conversation here and you like couldn't turn this off or couldn't leave the room it would be very interesting to see what comes up for you because this may challenge your beliefs it may also validate a lot so mm-hmm. just go with it i I'm not of the belief that you can save your way, save your way to financial freedom, true freedom. You might save your way to comfort, to rainy day fund status, all those kinds of things.
0: I think you can save your way out of debt, some debt, definitely.
1: Yeah, but I just don't think you can save your way into massive freedom. Full choice, where you're off the bandwagon of having to, you know, filter all your decisions through price strictly. Um, A lot of people disagree with that. You've got people like Dave Ramsey that really promote the whole. I think that's
0: the only name
1: that's going to come. Yeah, I mean, again, it's fine. I, I don't disagree with everything that he says. Yeah, yeah. But my challenge is that he gets people so hyped up and jazzed up about like budgeting and saving and stick to this and cut away this and all that kind of thing. If you can spend that much energy on like saving and budgeting and like laying out all your bills on the, on the dinner table once a, once a week and all that kind of stuff, but you're not also spending an equal amount of time on ways to increase your income, yes. you are missing the point. The goal needs to be, first and foremost, I believe and we believe, increase your income.
0: Increase Look your income. Look for
1: ways to inc- increase your income. You are not limited in that realm. And if you feel that you are or would tell me that you are, that is a story. Well, I can't because I only make this much because I have this kind of job. Whatever it might and none be. none of that's
0: true. None of that's you, you true. But
1: it's, it's a long-held belief and that's why it might feel uncomfortable. And so my point there is that I don't believe you can save your way to financial freedom. You must increase your income. You yes. must. You absolutely must. And if you're talking about investing, oh, I want to own houses and I want other businesses. Guess what? If you've got a vehicle like hair extensions to be able to make literally $3,000 in a day from one or two mm-hmm. clients... The only way you're going to be able to invest in real estate or any other things you want to do is to get this thing right first. Yes. You need to get this right first. So you have a surplus of cash or money or whatever to be able to go and invest in other dreams mm-hmm. and other sources of income. And,
0: and the other thing is, so it doesn't take so long. Yeah. Sure. You, you can save your way to a chunk of cash to take that and put it in some sort of investment. Right. but. How long is that gonna take?
1: I'll talk to stylists and, and you know, we may even dive into some numbers on their call together with me when they're looking at Rich Styles and they're talking about debt. Like, I really wanna pay off this amount of debt. Well, how much debt do you have? Well, I've got $5,000. And and in their head, they're like, it's gonna take me about two years to pay that off. I'm like, well, what if it didn't?
0: I think that's such a great question. What if it took like two or three months? Always ask yourself, what if it wasn't that way? So what if it wasn't that Does way? Does it have to be this way? Write that down. The what big if question, it,
1: yeah. what would need to happen for me to pay that off in yes. three months, right? Ask a better question, you'll get a better answer. Yep. Okay, so really important things like that. And that's kind of the role of a coach and even like the calls, which are many coaching calls in a way, to be able to think bigger and look at other ways to grow this. If you're in the mindset, and I talked to a lot of, it's funny, um, I was talking to a stylist today and, and she said, do you, do you have, like, a, a program or a training that is just for, like, our husbands to watch? <laughs> and it was because it was all about, the, you know, he's, he's, he's this way or whatever. And, and I get it. Like, it, that, that's normally the case. It's, sure. not, it's not that different. The thing is, is that you really do have to look for those ways to increase income and to, and to be on board with that and say, hey, here's the plan. But increasing your income is so important and looking for more ways to be able to do that. But if you think you're just boxed into this level, which is why I'm not a fan of like the budget thing for like making a lot of money right. because a budget is literally just saying it is closed. all we have is this. We only have just, this, you're crazy. this many things. This is all we have. Like, And yeah. we need to divvy that up over 12 months and we can only afford that. And it's like, what if that weren't true? What if you could and, double your income? Energetically, it's
0: here? just blocking so oh, much yes, opportunity, so, so, much, so much abundance. With everything in life, I always will stop myself sometimes if I find myself having like a limited mindset or a limited thought on anything. Oh, well, so this is a certain way I catch myself and I go, what if it wasn't that way? Mm -hmm. What if it could be different? You can apply that to anything in your life. It's so important.
1: Yeah. Some closing thoughts on this. We'll wrap it up is really my, my wish for people is to stop playing small. Really stop playing small, like your time is so limited. And if you've ever lost a loved one or had catastrophe strike, you know that's true for sure. Your time is so limited and you know, being able to make money really gives you more time and choice and freedom and all these kinds of things. If you have a hair extension certification, the way I see it is that you've got like the pickaxe. Rich stylist and the education that we offer shows you where to dig for gold. It is there, you are 90% of the way there with that and and you've got the tools and the resources to like do the thing but how do you actually get those clients right they're in your city you're not having to create or birth them like they are literally there already someone's doing their hair it's just not you how do you link those things that's really the promise and the goal of rich Stars academy and, it, and it, it works we've got systems built around it for you to get there no matter what city you live in, your skill level, whatever it might be, that's all the things we look at. So really stop playing small. if you're And your husbands all, can
0: watch the videos too. Yeah,
1: yeah, please. Like, nothing I love more than a, than a skeptical husband jumping on the call as well. I'm, I can rumble with that. And it's you've really been there good. before. I've totally been there. Yeah, because yeah, I, I get it myself. Yeah. I completely get it. So I, um, yeah, I, I understand, but... It really is just, if, if you want to stop playing small, if you, if you want to get to that kind of level, these are some of the things, the things that we've talked about in this uh, podcast that you need to stop doing, just a bare minimum. Like if you stop doing these things, you'd be miles ahead. Oh my goodness, absolutely. And then fuel yourself with all the skills and the things that you need to start doing, which would be a whole other series of podcasts we could do, but these. But are that
0: like, is rich stylist. That,
1: yeah, that yeah. is that is literally rich stylist. <laughs> that that like.
0: would we be here for years <laughs> talking about all That's that. That's what you need That's to do. That's what we do in the, inside the community.
1: Yeah, those are just some of the things. I I, I really hope that helps. Is there anything that you want to say, or just add to that?
0: No, um, I th- I think it was awesome. I I hope that you find this valuable. I'd love leave a comment on my latest Instagram post at Miss Ashley Hair and. Let me know what you think about this post. Any post, leave a comment. Let me know. We'll see it. And you're welcome to send Alex and I um, a DM on Instagram. We'll have all that linked in the show notes. But we'd really love to invite you to take a look at Rich Styles Academy and have a call and see if it is a right fit for you. But most of all, I hope that you got value from this conversation because I believe that this knowledge can really apply to all areas of your life and help make your life and your business a whole lot better. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in the next time. See you next time. Bye. Would you like to be the highest paid hair extensionist in your city? 86% of stylists make three dollars to $5,000 per month. But as an extensionist, you can make that kind of money in one single day. If you're already certified by one of the top companies and you want to make the most money possible with that certification, then I'd love to invite you to discover Rich Stylist Academy. This is an elite mentorship where I give you the secrets to attracting the best clients, doing the best transformations and making the most money. Stylists in this mentorship commonly have 3K days, $10,000 months and six figure years. Space is very limited as we only accept 10 stylists per month to this mentorship. Click the link and fill out the quick free application and see if it's a fit for you.